0: Welcome to another edition of Late Night PNW folks. In the windy Pacific Northwest, me and Robert are outside because he cannot come inside because we're trying to social distance as best as we can. And we're sitting six feet apart and wearing face masks and loving every minute of it.
1: <laughs> Actually, it's uh, kind of nice too. It's uh, up here in the Northwest. Uh, we have some really fantastic sunsets and summers. Uh, so it's still kind of our twilight, uh, of uh, sundown, so it's nice. So it's, it's not; it's kind of a good thing. I kind of like it. You know, um, outside studio, hey, why, why yeah, not? Yeah,
0: very, very outside. It, it makes me think of uh, interviews on This American Life when they're outside. It makes it more realistic. You can hear the wind in the background. Um, you can hear the air conditioning. Um, kids playing in the next kids yard. Kids playing, next yard. Hopefully the giant tree doesn't break and fall on Robert. Um, i hope you get insurance. <laughs> yeah. But in the news lately, um, I've, I've been noticing some uh, strange stuff with William Barr. Uh, it's, it's really strange because he's taken on this role of, like, he's supposed to be with the justice, uh, judicial branch of government, the Justice Department, but he's acting as Trump's right-hand man, it seems like, which is, uh, to me, an abuse of power. He's, uh, he's actually supposed to be checking whatever Trump does. It's not the other way around where the president gets to go and decide. And I guess William Barr does have this thing. And I'd have to say, if you do follow us on Facebook, I did post a post about how white evangelicals aren't believing the whole COVID thing. So they're not face masking. And that's because a lot of them believe that Trump is their leader. But then they'll, they, the white evangelicals do this thing where like, they'll pray for their leaders. But, but when Obama was president, none of them wanted to pray. For a leader. And I'll tell you why. One simple reason. Because he's black. And white people you just need to deal with it. That you don't like black people sometimes. And black people don't like you. And natives don't like white people and white people don't like natives. And you know, so on, so on, so on, so on, so on, so on. Um there are exceptions. But, but I think I think we need to get over that. And I think I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, what my guru said. Treat everybody like they're God and drag. And I think the world would actually be better. And as my friend Nick said, if we all smoked up a joint out at the same time, it probably wouldn't make the world actually a better place. Mm-hmm. And, and the people who think trying pot is like anything like alcohol, sorry folks, it's not. No new. No. It's way different. We speak from vast personal experience. Vast personal research. experience. I, I mean, I don't smoke pot anymore, but I mean... When I did, it it did uh, make bike rides more, more fun. That sounded like fireworks. It made a... Uh, no, college students smoke
1: pot. It, 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 I smoked
0: weed. It, it, yeah, I smoked weed too. But it, it made doing homework more enjoyable. I mean, I even, for psychology class, I drew out the whole brain and I drew out the limbic system. I drew everything out, like, perfectly. And then when I got to class, was, they're like, who did this? I did
1: that. Don't forget, George Washington grew hemp. Now, did you smoke it? Hey, how do you think you got some of those great ideas for the Constitution? That's true. Yeah.
0: Then maybe that's why they wanted to get away from the British because the British didn't want them to smoke pot.
1: Carl Sagan, big you know advocate of uh, of pot smoking because he did that when he wrote the book Cosmos, and let's not forget uh, one of uh, one of my favorite uh, and America's favorite uh, actor and son,
0: uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson.
1: Yep, one of the first uh, one of the first celebrities. To and come one of my
0: favorite hip hop artists, Snoop Dogg. Yep. Actually, I don't. Did he quit? Or no, that that no. was Jay Z that quit.
1: No, 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 Snoop Dogg still smokes. Bil- ex-
0: Bill Maher. And now we just need to get Lindsey Graham and uh, Mitch McConnell to smoke a joint. And I think the world would actually probably be a better place. And people that don't believe that, they don't know what they're talking about. And, and I'll, yeah, just, I'll just say that.
1: We've still got the best comedians left in the world uh, in Cheech and Chong. And, That's true. Yeah. Um, big weed smokers their entire life, and they're still alive. Yeah,
0: still alive.
1: Yeah. I mean... Uh, you know well fat foods and uh pills got the rest of the best comedians, you know jeez yeah
0: co- cocaine and and uh ch- greasy cheeseburgers, but people push that like it's uh I don't know well, it's legit you know yeah you can oh get away with it it's it's legal it's uh it's above the law and order. We can push as many cheeseburgers as we want and watch these
1: just does make you make bad rash uh, bad decisions let's watch these jerks <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: explode. <laughs> yeah. I love so. cheeseburgers, I have nothing against them but but I, but then you see what the the corporate overlords have done to our world and the and our food and our food and our health and, and our minds too and i think i think uh, the biggest thing out there is uh that's what i think the best thing trump has got going for him with the liberals right now is he has not opposed pot in any way in the states mm-hmm. so whereas obama did
1: so tonight subject uh we were going to go into uh Wounded Knee, but we both felt that maybe we should do a little more diligent. Uh, uh, well, I was. Research gonna, I, a I, I, bit.
0: C- I could talk about Wounded Knee a little bit. That's. I mean, that's fine. I mean, the, uh, there's there's no there's no. M- my main thing is, is I didn't really want to research. I just wanted to go off my dad's story, which was. I mean, with Black Lives Matters going on, and AIM used to be a big thing. My dad took part in AIM, and he was actually. With another a number of other people, Aaron Tomio and uh, Rudy Saluskin were all on the FBI's wanted list or watch list for a while. And then I don't know if they're branded as terrorists, is because they were there when the two FBI agents got shot at wounded knee, apparently by Leonard Peltier. Peltier who was convicted. Who was convicted and who still hasn't been exonerated for some reason, because I think every person you talk to, they'll say Leonard Peltier did not shoot him. It was somebody else and my dad he's already long gone but he did know who pulled the trigger and he would never ever say. He took it with him to his grave and I'll say that for the people out there listening FBI, whatever, I have no clue. Okay? That's as far as I know and if you if you want to go and investigate his death, because I, I feel like there might have been a wrongful death, then you might find out more. I mean uh, I, I have no clue there. But I, I think overall the the main point is that you got the wrong guy and honestly i think it was some of dick wilson's people who did it not not i think it was people on their side who the fbi showed up which was dick wilson who was the chairman at the time and he was he had a group of guys called the goon squad and they go around and they killed people and they beat them up and they'd, they they're thugs it was he was running it like a gang and i feel like it was dick wilson's people that shot the fbi like t- to me i mean to me i listen to guys like russell means i don't really <laughs> pay attention to Russell Means. My dad never really liked him, but he did like John Trudell. And and for years, I thought my dad was lying because he'd tell me these stories when he was drunk about that they had the shootout, the firing. And then my dad never really knew John Trudell, but he respected him, he like knew him from afar. And he told a story where they ran up a hill and I forget if it was a hidden church and this couple helped him. And then a few years later, John Trudell told that story and I saw it on YouTube. I was like, holy cow, that was the exact same story John Treadell tells of the shootout, the shooting that happened. They ran up the hill, and there was a firefight, and they're and uh, they're on the Pine Ridge Reservation, so they ran up the hill, and I mean, you could imagine just being there, just just the kind of flora and fauna. It's like probably like a plain, and and it's in the Badlands because they give they give the natives obviously the worst of the land. It's cracked, it can't be worked, it has all kinds of issues with it. And so they run up to the hill and they get taken in by this couple that kind of hide them and seclude them. And to me, hearing John Trudell only verified that my dad was not lying about Wounded Knee, that he, he, had, he had issues because his uh, friend Aaron Tomio got killed uh, right after Wounded Knee. Um, a lot of people blame my dad for that. I was, I was never there. I don't know specifics. I was a kid. Um, but, to, but to the Tommyo family, my dad really loved Aaron he loved this guy so much you he would not stop talking about him and i think that was part of his alcoholism and his downfall and his you know his drinking himself basically to death um but he, and and i feel like he went to fight for his own people and natives natives do this thing where they they don't like other tribes and i, and I encourage natives to stop disliking other tribes My dad went and fought for a tribe that wasn't his. And he lived on the Yakima reservation because he believed in the people no matter what. And to me, that's a huge, huge thing that on his own part, he believed in natives as a whole, not just I'm this tribe, I'm that tribe. He didn't want money. He didn't care. He wanted people to know who Aaron Tomio was when he'd tell the story. And he wanted people to see Aaron through his silver work. And that's why he took up silver working. Though we come from a line of truck drivers. We don't come from silver workers or artists. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. For those
1: of you who don't know, uh, we have a common connection uh, between um, our fathers. Uh, the guy who I consider um, my father, the one who uh, grew up, uh, who grew me up, was my uh, stepfather. His name was Bob Maldonado, and he considered Aaron Tomio his uh, best friend. And he was uh, uh, around that time of. Uh, the way I remember him telling the story was that you remember seeing his uh, buddy getting killed. Yeah. You know, and uh, his, his buddy Aaron. And that's who my um, my uh, little brother is named after. <laughs> uh, his name is, he, he took he gave my brother his uh, best friend's name, Aaron.
0: There's so, a lot of respect for Aaron Tomiel there. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah.
1: And uh, from what I understand, uh, around that time, there was a lot of uh, tribe, Tribal people trying to make it over to uh, the Wounded Knee uh, standoff in 73, um, but they were getting stopped all over the place. As far as places, uh, as far away as New York, there was uh, Natives who were on uh, trying to come, come over, but they were getting stopped by local PD, state, because uh, they knew that it was, it was going to probably be uh, a bigger, uh, more tenant's, you know, in a uh, protest. And it wasn't a protest. It was more, it was a, pretty much a military standoff.
0: It was. And, and it was, It was. Uh, I mean, on, in Wikipedia, look it up, they say the belligerents. But they failed to mention who the other belligerent is. They say the FBI and they say AIM. But they failed to mention Dick Wilson, who was the chairman at the time, who was the main reason because he was oppressing his, he was literally oppressing his own people. And he's a Native American now, this is if, for most of you who aren't familiar with wounded knee. This happened because Dick Wilson was oppressing his own people. AIM took notice of this, and they wanted to step in and intervene because he was he was killing his own people with his goon squad, and they were committing f- frauds of all type. Um, voting fraud. Voting fraud, all kinds of fraud, and and it was and it was basic, and it wasn't basic; it was hardcore oppression. Um, the reason the FBI stepped in is because rule of law, he was the chairman, so they had to side with him, versus side with AIM, who was actually in the right, I believe, personally. Um, If if, I mean, the FBI were only doing their job based on the rule of law, which is, to me, it's like, you follow the rule of law, that's fine, but sometimes I feel like you have to break away with it, because you got to do what's right, and I don't think the people that stepped in saw that, you know, there's dead women and children laying in ditches and my dad and Aaron were witness to this and they saw it and and I don't think people over the years believed it, it's like how I, we were talking about the other day when I didn't believe people saw UFOs, I'd be like, oh yeah, right, whatever and now everybody can videotape them and I'm like holy cow, these people are right same thing with this this incident, so I'm starting to believe more and more that their stories are true and and the big thing is, is I think the, the big thing with Wounded Knee is, is we forget about it. I think one of the bigger things is we forget about why Natives did that, what they were fighting for, and why they all came together.
1: The, the, the main reason that most media try to attribute to the standoff was that it was a uh, it, was, it was supposed to be like a protest rally where they were going to end up uh, trying to you know bring up treaty rights. It was that... But it was the, the, one of the reasons that Russell Means had uh, expressed, you know, as far as he his, his angle was, is that um, he was trying to bring uh, the light of day on uh, on uh, Dick Wilson's, uh, you know, his belligerent uh, campaign of terror. I mean, if that's, what you, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure that fits the bill from you, every story you, I've ever heard. You
0: can still see evidence of... Of how governments, tribal governments that operate like that, have affected the Lakota Sioux, because there's still there's there's all these what documentaries out there that still show how the people suffer from alcoholism. Um, that's just one of those generational things because it, it's a it's a, to me it's to me it's not to me it's not a symptom. Oh, these are bad people. To me, when I see a drunk native, and that's what they are, because I've been one too. To me, I see a symptom of how our culture has been treated by the dominant culture. It's a symptom of their belligerence on us, and I feel in some ways they've taught us to be belligerent towards each other in that way.
1: Class, Yeah, you know, they introduced classism.
0: Yeah. You know, the uh,
1: colonists, <laughs> so, as some would call them. You know, but you got to understand is that, uh, you know, we're not accusing all white people, because some of them didn't even make it to this continent, you know, until a while after the reservation. Yeah system got started you know
0: well it's to me it's not even as white it's just a cultural system Yeah, americanism
1: yeah you know and uh a lot of people don't you know they were their ancestors weren't there they weren't coming over you know to the west you know in covered wagons some of them you know got off the boat the you know in the 20s and the 30s you know you know uh so you know i really have no problem with that like my wife's family um they they came over to this country after the dissolution of their own country which was prussia and uh her family came over here and settled uh in the midwest yeah yeah and uh some of them uh, some of them integrated like uh, one of my ancestors uh he was from uh europe he was he was from uh germany um he was actually uh, he was actually uh from what i understand from the the stories are true he was an outlaw uh, uh he was a cattle wrestler, and uh, he uh he murdered a guy or two
0: I, I think we got a lot of the outlaws here because just, just the, the, for some reason the brutality still exists.
1: Yeah, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that, uh, I, lot think it's, I, think it's, st- I think
0: it's still in yeah. the genes of some people, yeah. uh, it, the, the brutality. Um, I, also, I also noticed what we, I remember we discussed it before, how when settlers show up, the Native Americans were brutal towards the settlers. Which kind of, in, in essence, it brought you know, partially, not 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 all natives, but some of them, were brutal. We kind of brought on, brought on some of that, you know, malignant ideal you know idealism that oh all the natives are bad. I mean, which which wasn't true. There were some tribes which were more belligerent than others. Yeah. So I mean, and there's there is truth in that, and so. Um, we're at a point, though, I feel like I, the drunk native doesn't need to be anymore. I think they, they just need to wake up and walk home and eat a good meal. Because that's available now. They, they don't have to eat fried bread. They can have a salad and well, eat a steak. As of this
1: moment, all the freaking bars are closed. So, yeah, that would yeah. be a good idea. Yeah. No,
0: but I mean, just, just looking at what they're fighting over a wounded knee, like just how this, this thing just kind of kept going and going and going in circles. Um, how it just didn't stop.
1: Yeah, that happened in uh, February of '73. For so you got to remember, the, you weren't going in under the best of uh, circumstances. It was winter, and in anybody who's been in the winter in the, the Dakotas, let me tell you, man, it's, that's a
0: harsh winter, right? Yeah,
1: that's it's really harsh over there. It's not a it's not a skiing vacation. I can tell you that. No. Yeah, you know the cold winds across the plains, man. They'll they'll, they'll uh, it freeze off the tip of your nose <laughs> it's really cold i spent a winter i spent two winters in montana and um and that was and, and uh the, the snows gets pretty we, good we used to I go know. there every
0: winter of montana idaho and it, it was thick i don't know how thick it still is it still is because of the warming climate but the,
1: the snows actually get so high and you know and they actually last all the way till eight, till april till april yeah till the beginning until sometimes till the middle of may if they're uh, hiding in the shadows of the hill that's how bad the winters are over there uh, you know because uh come springtime it's still there you know um so so for them to go in there that was very you know for them to uh do that standoff during that time
0: wow that was a what during that's the brave. civil rights era that's also, uh, you don't see much of that kind of activism anymore. I mean, you see a lot of political stunts, to me, are political stunts by tribal leaders, but you don't really see that much activism. Um, well, with, with Standing Rock being the um, exception. I think Standing Rock is the exception, the actual people that go there. Um, but beyond that, you don't really see that much because, I mean, even on the res, it's... Uh,
1: Did Indigenous uh, Missing Women uh, March, they had that uh, last year? That's a big Uh, thing
0: now. That's a big social movement. Um, It's kind of crazy that it's taken so long to recognize that they need to address all the missing women.
1: uh, My wife pointed out something really interesting. She said, if you noticed, this COVID has had one positive effect you've had less women disappearing.
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: so whoever is doing this or the people that are doing this, you know, uh, I guess their victim pool is getting a lot smaller. Yeah. You know, and thank God, you know, because uh, it could be anybody. It could be somebody's sister. It could be somebody's mom, somebody's uh, little little cousin. And, uh, you know, and nobody is and, giving it, a damn about it. And know?
0: a lot of times it's, it's murder, but to me, I, I think it's... There has been a lot of murder, but also there's, I believe, a sex trafficking. Yeah. Which is a huge issue. Yeah. uh, um. We have have the the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing kind of suddenly disappeared with COVID, too, and people don't want to talk about it. It's just like, well, whose name's going to come up? Trump, Clinton. Trump, Clinton? Trump, Clinton. The Prince of England. (laughs) Prince of England. I mean, really high, powerful people are being protected for probably acts that you or i would be put in jail for life yeah. which is crazy
1: mm-hmm. and uh, these are supposed to be the moral leaders of our current the life. moral leaders <laughs> yeah you yeah. know and, and uh geez uh if they're gonna you know nail somebody for going to a church and you know of a different denomination in 20 years ago because they want to be friendly to their neighbor you know wow you know you know these things do they do bring them up like that and then they put a spin on it where you're you're, you know, you're part of a anti-religious group, or, you know, or some kind of fanatical, uh, you know, out, you know, uh, outcrop of a, a uh, some branch of religion, you know, you know. Hey, I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm just trying to say that, you know, the, the American media kind of tends to twist things to fit their own, you know, uh, storyline and uh, sell papers.
0: They, they do. I mean, it's uh, Fox twists it for the republicans and there's a twist in it. And then MSN twists it twist it's for the democrats. I can't listen to Rachel Maddow. I can't listen to Bill O'Reilly. I don't like them very much. Um,
1: I think that's the reason why um, internet media is probably picking way up. Let's come of everybody started going to uh, John Stewart. Yeah. You know, cuz even though it's he didn't take the, he didn't take everything seriously, that was the form of news that people would wanted to hear. Not this, uh, you know, not 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 this slant and spin that they always hear on the national network. They yeah. wanted to see something a little more coming from the from the hip, uh, you know, a little more for the heart, you know, because they was watching the news, you know, ten, fifteen years ago it was depressing. It still kind of is.
0: It's still yeah, it still is depressing today to watch news. It's, uh, I mean, personally, I would advise most people like not spend too much time with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I mean. Uh, I mean, who can sit through it a whole nightly broadcast, you know, one sitting? I can't.
0: Because you get depressed.
1: Yeah, because, you know, you don't really see a whole lot of positive.
0: I, and I feel like people, I mean, well, I guess they are still protesting and marching, but then you see the people hating on the protesters and the marching, and then you see the people putting the spin on it. These people are evil. They're bad. Blah, they, they're doing this thing called othering. They're, they're making them an other versus I, sh- I should try to see what these people are really saying.
1: Understanding. I should
0: understand them, and not understand them to hurt them. Like there's, there's always these people that think in those terms that understand your, your enemy. Sure. Well, would, do we really have any real enemies beyond, the the dark one, <laughs> per se? No.
1: No, no, no. I mean, uh, it's more profitable to have an enemy, and then to have a friend in peace. That's uh, I I don't know who said that, but you know it's it's true. Because during the Clinton years, when the Cold War ended, you know, we always were—they were always constantly trying to find fights to pick with with uh, some of these small
0: countries. In the small countries, let's go blow the crap out of them.
1: Yeah, Kosovo. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, her, you know, and then uh, let's not forget the, Yugoslavia. Yeah.
0: De- de- desert
1: Storm. Desert Storm. Yeah. You know, the, which was like three or four years after the Wall fell and after uh, communism fell in '91. And then, uh, didn't, then uh, they had all that time. The terrorists had all that time to brew their plans, and it came to fruition during 9/11. And you know, then, uh, not that I endorse that in any way. I'm just saying that uh, it's.
0: Uh, a lot of people don't realize uh, our special forces trained some of those people during yeah. the during the Pala what Was it the the Iranian era? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it's true to a, it's true to a point that Iran yeah. and Iraq did. Have some, uh, con- you know, influence on each other, um, and they were trying to help each other during, uh, during a couple of, you know, and in so, in so, whoa, what was that?
0: That was a gun.
1: Yeah, it sure sounded like it. Well, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a good. It was a really good firework. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's kind of normal for us in in here in good, grand old Toppenish. <laughs> so. Uh, just to just to touch on it briefly, it's just that uh, Iran and Iraq they did have some uh, involvement with each other during uh, some of the wars. Some of their uh, intelligence agencies shared, uh, you know, uh, knowledge, you know, of what the Americans were doing, you know, and the allies during uh, during that war because they did share a border and they shared a common enemy. You know, um, not that they they didn't have a shared religion. But, you know, that, who was that general that was, um...
0: Starman Norman?
1: No, no, no that that the U.S. Trump Trump just k- killed by drone not too long ago.
0: Oh, that guy? Yeah. I you don't know. remember his name. We
1: almost went to war over it back in February, I believe. In Iran? Yeah, yeah, well, um... you have to excuse my, um, um, my ignorance on that, but uh, he was, uh... He actually, uh, was encouraging, uh, some of his own, uh, uh, members of his own religion to kill members of his own religion in in Iraq to help uh, uh, perpetuate the civil war over there because it was in Iran's interest not to have a, 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 a well armed neighbor next door in Iraq so anything that would uh, help weaken them, he would help encourage so that way uh, when the, when the Americans went away we, which we did you know we pulled out um, Iran could come in there and cl- start
0: claiming new territory. I feel like humans in general, we have never slid past a level of brutality that has been perpetuated century after century. But I also feel like with Iran, Tehran is sinking. And a lot of people don't know that. They're sinking because it's just dry. It's going to probably go on the ground soon. Um, We have a lot of issues like Siberia is warming up. Um, What's crazy, I was just thinking the gunshots we just heard that um, we live in a town that's that's dangerous but people don't want to get past their petty bullshit to realize we need to there it goes again is that it?
1: huh? yeah No, I think that was it again yeah. is that a gunshot? sounded like uh, uh, SKS to me
0: really? yeah okay I think we should wrap it up because <laughs> it's getting weird and I gotta check on the kids
1: maybe yeah and it happened on my side of town
0: <laughs> did it? yeah are you sure it's on your side down? Yeah, that's about three blocks over down. You know,
1: over to the west. Yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, it's about probably about two thousand yards.
0: I can Maybe probably about fifteen. It might be a firecracker. I don't know.
1: Uh my uh, my uncle was he was a marine. He taught me you know how to how to listen for things like that.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, I grew up at this place in the nineties, man. It was rough.
0: It, it, it there's, when you grow up in the valley In a reservation like this There's always gunshots and I, and I feel like people glorify violence too much To to an extent And I feel like movements like AIM Were about mm-hmm. they, they, they confronted violence with violence And I feel like That's what was needed at that time That was needed at that time But I feel like We lose sense when we don't Allow ourselves to be more peaceful And I feel And I don't feel I know Humanity is not going to recover from a giant natural disaster. If Yellowstone
1: went to you know next week, not right? just
0: even Yellowstone, just the rising seas and the, the, the magnitude of the hurricanes year after year after year, getting more powerful because of global climate change.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, that that was the first time that happened in some like uh, decades, or like two two three decades, where they had the Sahara Desert, um, you know, st- um, dust come across the ocean and and it's actually uh, hit texas uh today
0: and it's yeah it's coming across right now and people are like well that comes across every year but how long has it actually been doing it let's measure it people who are laymen i'm a layman we think in layman's terms we don't always think in let's measure it how long has it been happening has this something new um yeah and
1: it was uh the it had a record uh high in the arctic circle
0: yeah yeah, that was
1: that was the first time that's happened, and, and I
0: feel like like when I hear stuff like what we just heard, we live in a town with gangbangers who want to go around and shoot each other, and oftentimes they miss the person they want to hit and hit somebody who's innocent, hmm. and I think that that you know brings me to another point I've been thinking of, like don't defund on the police because, and I feel like I feel like political BS, even like the the what is it, the PL two seventy that's going on here with the tribes and tribal, if you're going to take over, you need to actually enforce the law. Not just not just say it, um, get with the cops and enforce it and make sure people who are violent criminals serve really long sentences.
1: Yes. Some of the guys I grew up with. Uh...
0: Take them out of the breeding pool. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't, I don't think humanity, and I think other societies want us to join them in the stars, but they're looking at us, looking at just how violent we are towards one another, and they realized
1: we're we don't
0: right. want these creatures among us. These monkeys. <laughs> yeah, they're, we're no better than uh, Pan troglodytes, but regular chimpanzees. There's, you know, there's Pan troglodytes and Pan paniscus. Pan paniscus are bonobo shrimps.
1: No, that was fireworks,
0: and they are—they're more peaceful. Um,
1: yeah, did you know they bought they Banned fireworks this year, <laughs> yeah, <And they're laughs> yeah, still
0: lighting them off. And
1: um, but it must be last year's. Well, supply. well,
0: I, I feel like that was those are fireworks, they have to be.
1: Oh, those uh first two, no, 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 that sounded uh, that's not because they were too close together. I mean, I don't know, hey, what do I know?
0: I think they were, they sounded just right, they sounded more flat. The sound,
1: yeah, no. sounded like a, a barrel direction, yeah, yeah, um. But hey, what a uh, like I said, uh, we don't know. I'm not a cop, you know. What a, you know. I didn't hear
0: I didn't hear cop sounds, but oftentimes here you don't hear cop sounds when you hear gunshots. Oh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I didn't tell
1: you this. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, um, it was on a Saturday by my. Oh no, it was actually on a Friday. On my, uh, I was uh, playing my my Xbox and I was in my room, and we live right uh, on the corner of uh, on two streets and uh, next to a stop sign. I heard some car stop, heard about six shells, um, you know, go off. It was a nine millimeter probably. Right now, not even 20 yards from my bedroom window. You know, I am damn lucky. I live in a house where it's, it's made out of cement. Yeah. So uh, anything short of an AK is not going to go through it. You know, small arms are not going to really, you know, make a dent in cement, you know. Uh, but it was something that was really... Uh, you know, traumatic for my kids because they don't know. They didn't know what was going on. And my wife yeah. totally flipped. And uh, and I don't blame her because I, you know, I, I you know I went outside to check it out. And the guy outdoor uh, across the street was outside too. And he's like, "You see anything?" I was like, "No." You see anything? He called the cops. He Goes, "Yeah, that's a good idea." He, he got on his phone right there. And it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even a even a minute, and the cops were there. Um, so and then and then I was reading in the paper that they found a guy who was from uh, Toppenish who they found him on the side of the road. Uh, he was shot in his car. Oh wow! Don't know. I don't think any of they were connected at all. Don't think they were. But uh, just a really strange coincidence. I, I
0: always had this I- idea. I was like uh, going back to cops. I was like, like especially here. I was like, I wish they would enforce some kind of martial law and like use. Use National Guard and drag them through here like a vacuum cleaner and clean out all the real, like hardcore little nasty people that go around doing that kind of stuff. I mean, but but well, beggars can't be choosers. But then always something bad could go wrong with that too. You know, thinking of the Stanford Prison Experiment, they could end up hurting really good people. Yeah. Um. And but it would be nice to actually hear the cop cars when gun gun guns go off. But sometimes they use that as a distraction
1: to commit other crimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, had friends that were, uh, back in, you know, in the tourist circles back in those days, and, uh, I'm surprised, I'm really surprised I made it to 30. I really am, because as much as, uh, uh, f- bad feelings and flack I had for having some fat gang members on opposite, uh, sides, friends and family on, on that side, and I was friends with these guys on this side, surprised I didn't get shot myself. Yeah. Uh, so I got to learn a lot, and I can tell you something. You learn, you can get a degree in human uh, interaction and, um, and just by being around, you know, that kind of elements. Because, you know, you, you learn to watch your back a lot. And, you know, a street, a street degree is almost as good as a book degree. Being
0: streetwise. Yeah,
1: because, you know, you, if you're and if you're both, you're twice as smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I remember uh, that was in Chaz Palmitari's movie, uh, A Tale in the Bronx. You know, he, he, he made that quote as far as I know. But, you know, um, I always took that to heart and because uh, I read books and I paid attention to what was going on everywhere on the street. You know, I'm not that I'm some kind of freaking – I was just trying to survive and get by. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, because uh, I've been witness to a shooting before and and I knew the score of what was happening before even the, fr- the first shot even helped, you know, went off. As I, uh, me and my friend were just looking, at said, okay, we're, we're going to take a step back over here. Because <laughs> there was a fight starting, and uh, we knew what was coming next. Yeah. And, so. and
0: for all you conservatives out there, that's a good reason for stricter gun laws. Mm. To keep them out of the hands of the idiots. But I'm sure most of the Republicans could still get one. Because I'm sure most of them are not idiots with their guns. Most of the handguns that... Uh, I are, mean, it's a pain in the butt to, you know... The most I, I feel like this is like a big thing. Like there's there's strict gun laws and and they're like I can't I have to wait and it's just like well that waiting, you know what that does? You still get your gun. You still have your second amendment, but it keeps it out of the hand of an idiot. So I mean that's actually a win win for you. There's a
1: there's actually An idea I had um somebody that I got from Chris Rock, he said, you know, you don't control the guns, you control the ammo. Yeah. You know, make the ammo more, uh, more expensive. <laughs> People have to save up to do a drive. Lake by, City you know. Quiet Pills. <laughs> yeah. So um, either that, or you start stamping on the side of casings uh, where the bullet uh, went to and where it was sold. You know, you know, you have twenty thousand bullets going to this state, and they're all stamped. Yeah. So that way you know. Oh, hey, this guy bought the ammunition locally, so he has to. Uh, it has to be some some store. You know, oh,
0: so it was bought in this region or this county. Or they just take them all out of Walmart. Take everything out of Walmart and have them buy them from Cabela's.
1: Because <laughs> there's, con- there's a constitutional amendment to protect your firearms, not your ammunition. Yeah, that's as far true. As I know.
0: That's true. There is no constitutional amendment to protect the ammunition.
1: So, you know, if you want your firearm, yeah, fine, keep it. You know, but they're going to start, re- you know, st- we start regulating the ammo. But, you know, the NRA will never go for that. No. You know, and uh, as much as I like to... You know, I sub- do support the Second Amendment. I really do. I just think that we need to have more sensible gun laws. Yeah. You know, uh, there's too many people that do get shot. And by by
0: and, and they're getting shot, not by people who can't get guns, because I always have this conversation all the time. Do you, you know, they're not getting shot by people who, like, Republicans. They're getting shot by other idiots.
1: Yeah. And...
0: It's not a party thing. It's an idiot thing.
1: And that uh, wounded knee... Firearms helped keep back the Federalists from moving in and massacring everybody again. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's a good aspect of the Second Amendment. You know, um, the, the negative aspects always oh, that one jerk, that one lone wolf, you know, crazy man who you know, decides to, you know, do something really stupid that makes it hard for the, the law. Well, well there's gun people
0: who can't control themselves, they, they can't f- figure out how to fist fight anymore. They, yeah. they 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 want to. When I was a kid, gangsters used to fist fight and they'd beat each other up, and that was it. Maybe there was a stabbing. That was it, and then usually it wasn't deadly. Now it's guns because that's that's what they're trained to do. Like, I trained mem- circus monkeys.
1: I remember during the mid '80s uh, when uh, ninja movies were all the craze, people carried around martial arts martial yeah. arts weapons. Uh, my cousin actually uh, yeah. got uh, charged with a, a butterfly possession ice. for a pair of numchucks. <laughs> Yeah, in, uh, in Wapato. It was that freaking dangerous. Uh, I, I
0: think they should, like, seriously, if, if, if a gang member listens to this, no disrespect, go back to fist fighting. Sure, yeah. It would be, you, you, would, you would learn a lot, and you get more respect. And I, I think shooting people is pure cowardice. Yeah. Um, you get more respect that way. People used to fist fight all the time, and, and you hear a lot of Republicans, too, they talk about it. How come these people don't settle things like a man? That's what a man does is fist fight. I've, I've
1: won as many fights as I've lost. Yeah. You know, I have a, I have a 50-50 record. But, you know, when I was done, you know, let the, let the next guy know that uh, I wasn't going to take his crap. Yeah. Know, you know, and I wasn't going to back down, you know, even if I lost a fight. You know, I'm not going to be an easy win, I can tell you that.
0: I've I've gotten it a few good times, and it's, it's just you learn to respect people more that way. And I feel yeah. that... that, that actually
1: met one of my best friends in the world
0: through a fistfight by beating him up
1: <laughs> yeah uh he was i call him um his nickname with me is uh tyler durden tyler durden yeah because uh sometimes I, yeah because we that's how we met we got in a fistfight with each other and we grew up and we uh grew up to be best friends even in the, with the guy that we both fistfighted we he became one of uh, uh our good friends you know because we're you know we're you know, all grown up now. We put up, put that shit aside. But you can't take back a gun shooting.
0: No, you can't. You can take back a punch. That's yeah. fine. But you can't take back shooting. Yeah.
1: You know, I've gotten a, one of my best fights with uh one of my uh buddies uh, uh my buddies uh um uncles. And uh me and him turned out to be okay, all right with each other. We shook yeah. each other's hand. You know, and uh that turned out to be uh um he turned out to be a, kind of a workout partner later nice. on. Yeah, taught me a little bit about uh, how to properly pull weights, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So, and uh, and uh, so, just to go, go back to what we we're saying, you know, Second Amendment, hey, all for it. Dumb, dumb asses with guns, no, not for it.
0: Yeah, you know? that that should be part of it. No no dummies with guns. Yeah,
1: and and, it, and it's there for a reason, people. Yeah. It's not there just to let. Uh, people go hunting. It's there to make sure the government doesn't come in and take away all your rights. Yeah.
0: You know? it's there to make sure we have militias too, to make sure that there's a not an unjust government.
1: Yeah, and and, that the, and if the American army needs some homegrown backup, that's what they're there for too. Not just to march the streets, you know, and talk about how great you know their people are. Yeah, because you know, uh, there's a lot of militias out there that are uh, comprised of all races you know uh, some of the biggest militias uh they you know that's how they keep their numbers up you know you know uh, not everybody's for you know uh, keeping guns just to
0: they march for the people not yeah. just their favorite political candidate yeah and i think and it's not socialist to be for your buddy for the for the little guy for the little guy that's not socialism that's that's humanity and that's not humanism like um as the Christian-doctrinated people say. Um,
1: Let's not forget, a lot of Antifa people, they don't, they don't have guns of their own.
0: <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. They, have,
1: uh, they have bats. And some bomb-making skills. Yeah. Jeez. Let's hope that never comes back. I don't know if people remember that time during the 60s and 70s. There was a lot of bomb-makers in this country. A lot of people tend to overlook that because a lot of those uh, uh, bomb-makers never got caught. Um, except for Ted Kaczynski, because he just kept going and going He kind of helped himself. Yeah, he got to the point where he liked that. And he wasn't even considered a terrorist after a while. He was considered a serial killer. Yeah. You know, um, who went to uh, he uh, went to San Francisco um, University, uh, to Berkeley, f- for a while, for, if I remember right. And, uh, yeah, I've been through Lincoln, uh, Montana. Wow, you know, you could hide out there forever. If he would have never popped his head up. He could have lived out the rest of his days without um, seeing anything.
0: And if he never sent out any more mail. But yeah. I, I think right now it's, it's getting late.
1: <coughs>
0: yeah, and your pollen's coming out. <coughs> and you're coughing on me. That's a sneeze. <laughs> you're not supposed to sneeze.
1: I sneeze into my vest. I'm, All right, and no. no, I do not have COVID. Um, I have allergies in uh springtime. is here, people. Or summertime is here, people.
0: All right, people. Well, I'm going to close up shop for tonight. And I hope you take some of our words with not with insult, with extra care. And as my guru said, treat everybody like they're God and drag.
1: And don't forget to like and support us, people. Share our podcast. We're trying to get a bigger audience in. Yep.
0: We're on Spotify and and on iHeartRadio. Radio. Yeah. And,
1: and follow the links in our Facebook page. And, uh, and uh, please share with, uh, our podcast with other people. And I've
0: been trying to get guests on, but nobody ever messages back. So if you are interested in actually just sharing a story, just shoot me an email at latenightpnw at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook page.
1: You know, we we uh, love to hear from people from all over the place, so please go ahead and uh, message us if, uh, on Facebook. And uh, you know, and also, you know, if you guys want to hear some content, please share your ideas. Uh, we'll we we'll do our best to do what, what we what we do here for we can basically try. Yes sir. all right, good night, Craig. Say good night, Rob.